And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos will recover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, plus also as well. Of course, inside sports, fantasy football, we're going to go ahead and drop an episode with our favorite for the Super Bowl coming right back at you here. So look forward to that wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers and Five, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, John Costas, Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. And of course, also as well, the Lakerholics crew at Lakerholics.com. Support all these great channels. And speaking of support great channels, Thanks so much for doing so with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you joining us again. It is Gerald Glassford. Lakers come into tonight after a long day of inactivity at the trade deadline and a long day of also the Kobe statue unveiling of the number eight, his uh, performance with the 81-point performance it's hand high in the air with the number one after that great performance signaling that it's the first of three Kobe Kobe statues that's coming for us. Going to get one of 24 and then one of Kobe and Gigi. So yes, don't, don't forget to press the like, please like and share. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break podcast. So with all the festivities going on and all the inactivity, Going on with the Lakers trade deadline, the night ended with the Lakers against the world champion Denver Nuggets. And the Lakers in the first half just found it so sluggish to go ahead and whatever they could throw up against the Nuggets, it just didn't seem to work well enough. Every single time that they found themselves in the middle of a run, the Nuggets would find something better as they led by 10 at the half. The Lakers... In the third quarter, the tail end of the third quarter started to find some energy, started to find a little bit more than what the the Nuggets were offering because the Nuggets really seemed to slow down a little bit with their offense in that third quarter. That gave the Lakers a chance to get back in the game. In fact, they tied the game on several occasions down the stretch. But unfortunately, A.D., LeBron in the clutch, couldn't get it done. Some mistakes by Ham coaching down the stretch. Stone Hansen, who couldn't be here as far as for the postgame, is absolutely livid at, of course, what Darvin Ham was doing with his coaching. And the Lakers, unfortunately, fall short once again to follow 27 to 26 as they fall short 114 to 106. Still ninth place in the Western Conference. And here today to talk about everything going on, a good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner. It is John Costa. John, great to have you here. All that work, always climbing uphill, always finding yourself climbing uphill. And no D'Angelo Russell tonight, you know, with that treatment, obviously not working to the full effect. So he was out tonight. Uh, Max Christie getting hurt with a sprained ankle in the first half. Just wasn't meant to be, John. Everything they tried to go ahead and get out in front of the Nuggets, unfortunately, by Darvin Ham at the very end, just didn't work. It just unfortunately did not work, Gerald. And this was uh, this was one of those situations where it's like 
it makes me feel not only does a loss upset me, but it really, really upsets me because, you know, if if you're just looking at the numbers, you're probably going to think that what I'm about to say is crazy. But if you really watch the game, then you know that, like, this was one of, I would say, Jokic's, you know, not not good game. Like, Jokic is so dang dominant almost every almost every single game. And, you know, him having him having. Uh, I believe he had six turnovers today. I believe he almost – there was one point in the third quarter when he had like six assists, six assists, six turnovers. That's not very likely of, of Jokic. So, you know, to me it's like, man, like we did what we could as far as Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis played him re- relatively well. Like how you mentioned, Darvin Ham made some silly mistakes at the end. And I counted on my own hands, on my own hands, guys, I counted about eight points that we gave up by Darvin Ham not putting Anthony Davis back in there a little bit sooner and just by having Hayes out there there's a couple of just boneheaded moves and, that and what did we lose by John we lost by like what like yeah like eight points right so very very upsetting because I I, I even wrote it here I, I usually take notes when I'm watching the game and I said we bought it within three there was nine minutes left and Anthony Davis still was not in this game it's hard because you know we're not in the room, we're not in the huddle, so we don't know if Anthony Davis is like, "Yo, like I need, I need a break." And and if that's the case, then maybe we're pressing too much on Darwin Ham at this point. But it's just, it's just, it's just upsetting to me at the end of the day because it's like, man, at that point, like how many times have we learned this? How many times have we been on this post game show talking about when Darwin Ham should have brought Anthony Davis back into this game and not kept players like Hayes out there? And and, and this is no knock on Hayes. Like Hayes was vital for us tonight those offensive rebounds though that um that chase down block he got like that was huge like that gave that gave me life in this game but I just think that if you go ahead and you bring in Anthony Davis a little bit sooner and you don't give up those eight points that I watch Hayes give up by just making some boneheaded moves doubling the point guard on the pick and roll and then watching DeAndre Jordan get downhill to the hoop a couple of times then maybe this is a whole different story um, but at the end of the day, guys, this was just, you know, one of those punches that it's like, it's like a gut wrench punch. Cause it's like, man, we did what we, we did what we could against Jokic forced Jokic to have six turnovers and we still lost. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. But happy Once to be again, here. Yes. So I'm always glad to have you here, my friend. I'm going to get your thoughts on the NBA trade deadline and all that with the Kobe statue as well. Please don't let me forget. But also here today, good man indeed. He is the guy that was with me throughout the entire day. And he held it down with Stone on the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break simulcast. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, a very long day, getting closer to the end, unfortunately, with a fourth quarter comeback that wasn't meant to be. I say this um <clears throat> say any way you like there are shot makers and then there's guys that aren't shot makers and at the end there was shot makers beating the guys that didn't shoot this was right after austin's three to tie the game they came back jamal hit the three with Torian prince going over the screen and then all the floodgates opened at that point. But the the core issue of this team is something we've discussed uh, at nauseum, which is they're, they're ridiculously flawed fundamentally, and they don't really have the talent 
to combat a Jamal Murray or even a Michael Porter Jr. when you need to keep them at bay. AD played Jokic as good as you could have played him. And it's just, it, it, there's, there's, there's too many pluses on Denver's side versus our negatives. Uh, they have the better coach. They have the better system. They play more discipline. They play with more control. LeBron, I think I've counted maybe five of these bonehead turnovers right after a rebound. I, I don't know what it is about that particular play, but it's 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 just not a fundamentally focused team. They 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 tried hard tonight. They really tried. They really were trying to make it work. But trying is not enough, folks. You have to be you have to be able to mentally handle these moments. And the Lakers just don't have it. Uh, they just don't have it. And this is at home. They could they don't use the crowd to their advantage in any way. They don't there's no energy in this team except when it starts to get towards the end of the game, and then they all of a sudden start playing well. This game was lost two quarters before Jamal and – I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Jamal Murray um, and Porter hitting those shots. You can't play with this team in the second quarter. You have to create some distance. You have to, you have to play 48 minutes of basketball. This team is incapable of playing 48 minutes – of sound fundamental basketball uh, against a, a elite team, it's just it's just not in the cards. They don't have enough talent and they don't have enough knowledge from the leadership standpoint to guide them. Uh, I want to say some good things about Jackson Hayes. I thought he actually kept this team in 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 it with his hustle there toward the end. This might have happened before then. Uh, really would have happened before it happened if it wasn't for him. Torian Prince didn't have a bad game. Uh, AD obviously had a phenomenal game. LeBron did not have a good game for LeBron standards. And that's that's just that's just what it is at the end. It's it's never all it's never everyone on a on a on a string. You know, just handling business, handling their own all at once. So that's that's all I got out of this here tonight. I, I was I, I thought they were going to lose in the third quarter. They didn't look like they were going to go anywhere. Down eight, down ten, whatever it was, and then they start showing some life in the fourth quarter. But in the end, shot makers win the game, and Denver had them, and the Lakers didn't towards the end. Absolutely, and real real quick, if I could just jump in here and talk about uh, a comment uh, that we're getting here in the in the chat. Believe I don't want to mispronounce your name, so I'm sorry if I butcher it, brother. But it's Cha Cha Papa. I don't, I don't really Papa. know. Yeah, Cha Papa. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, so so he you're he said you're telling me that if AD and LeBron play better, we can't win this game. Of course, brother. You could you could apply that rule to about any any basketball game that's ever been played. Of course, if one one team stars are going to play better than the other team stars, yeah, you're going to have a better chance to win this game. But my point that I was originally getting at was that this game was so gut wrenching because. 
Again, Jokic, the man who has a great assist to turnover ratio, the man who does not make many mistakes, had six turnovers tonight, and Anthony Davis played him just about as great as you can play him, and we still took the loss. Because the thing is with the Denver Nuggets, if you could take – if you could take not, not just with the Denver Nuggets, with any team in the NBA, with just basketball, period, if you could take the best player out of – out of their element, if you can, if you could have them play even slightly worse, even just have them slightly be double think, thinking twice of what they're gonna do, because they know that they got another big man in there that they can't just go bully. Because go go back and watch the tape. Anytime it was not Anthony Davis on Jokic, you saw what he was. And this is just with like with with the rest of the league. Go watch the Denver Nuggets. What they do as soon as it's it's not somebody that is smaller than Jokic, Jokic is gonna bully, bully bully but he, he simply couldn't do that with anthony davis tonight and my point was that it's such a gut-wrenching loss because it's like man we took we we executed the game plan which is to take their best possible player as much out of the game as you can and still took the loss um so that was my point my brother once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers unfortunately lose 114 to 106 to Denver. They're now 27 to 26, still ninth place in the Western Conference. A uh, little Chris says Ham should have kept Mays in instead of Reese. Uh, you know, it's sad though when Max Christie gets hurt and we're all expecting, hey, you've got a first round draft pick that's sitting on the bench. Maybe give him a shot. That's how little confidence this team has. In Jalen Hood Shafino. We're now more than 50 games into the season, and yet JHS gets no burn. That's how much confidence that we're actually able to go ahead and, you know what, we'll take the guy, Skylar Mays, the four year journeyman instead of over JHS. What does that say to you, Joe, in regards to what the team thinks about JHS? Uh, JHS is not going to benefit in any way this year that's we that's what we know this year at this point whether he becomes relevant later is irrelevant (laughs) there's the lakers uh look i want to i want to say this because it's important uh it's very important The, the lakers showed a lot of heart today and they have been they've been they've been trying they have been trying but it's just they're not good enough and that's that's just what it is, folks. They're just not good enough. If they make a shot, they allow something on defense to mask that good play or that good shot. And then once a team, and this is something none of you can argue against, the second a team gets into some kind of momentum, eight to ten points, boom, gone. 10-0 run in a minute and four seconds. I want you guys to focus on that. If you don't believe me and you DVR the game, go back. In a minute and four seconds, or three or four, however you want to look at the time, just a, a little bit above one, the Denver Nuggets went on a 10-0 run. This is not just tonight. This is an ongoing issue with the Lakers. They allow these kind of runs regularly. They don't know how to stop a team. They don't know how to go under a screen over a screen when they're supposed to. They don't know when to sag off, when they're not to sag off. They just don't know. They're not either good enough or they're not being coached enough or they're not fundamentally sound enough. It's what it is. The result tonight 
So if you had a microcosm of a, of a game, if, if this, this game was the microcosm of what the Lakers team is, they have talent. They do. They do have talent. Austin Reeves is a good player. Torian Prince has his moments. Rui had a bad game. Usually he doesn't play this bad, but he's a decent player. You have AD who's playing well. He's got LeBron. You got decent a decent roster with a couple great players. The problem is they don't work well together. They don't. They just do not work well together. And it is something that we've tried to harp on as much as we can. And it's it's got to sink into some of you. You don't. You don't. You can't. You can't logically look at someone at this point and say this team is 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 good when they're one game above 500 this late in the season. I'm sorry, especially with LeBron and AD. You have LeBron and AD, and you're only one game over 500. That means your team is not good. It's average. It might be even worse because of the fact that you do have great players on your team. Tonight was just kind of probably how it should have gone if you're Denver. I I remember these games. You know how I remember these games, guys? I remember these games because we were on the opposite of this a lot. A lot in my Laker viewing time. The Lakers would, eh, bad pity pat, and then all of a sudden, all right, guys, time to win. Boom. They finished again. I, I used to see, though, I saw that for 20 years. Minus a few years. That, that's what that's what championship teams do, and that's what the Denver Nuggets are. And uh, today was, there was a lot of emotion today. This is the most busy day I've, I've been in. I, this is the most busy day I can remember in terms of our show and our shows and just overall activities going on. You had Kobe's statue situation. You had the trade deadline. You had the NFL awards show, which was a complete monstrosity, by the way. I'll talk about that tonight on our nightcap. Uh, we had the Denver game. It, it, it was a lot of stuff going on today. So there's a lot of up and down emotions going up and down. I, I, I And I say up and down. I was more upset on, on our shows than I was when I got off the shows. I, when I got off our shows, I was the happiest guy on the planet. I was having margaritas and burritos and hanging out with friends. And then I got to come over here and watch some dickweed like Miles Garrett win defensive player of the year when he only had one sack the last six games of the season. And then of course, watching the Lakers get beat at the end there against Denver and also remembering the fact that Kobe's not here. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, before then silence. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a pretty just bipolar day, if you will. Real quick. Chop, chop a bro. Um, <laughs> you guys have been going back and forth with each other, brother. <laughs> I have, I'm a Lakers fan. Okay. I have one goal in mind, and that is to raise number 18. Not to be incrementally better, not to not to just be the fifth seed. I'm, I'm trying to raise number 18. If you genuinely believe that we have enough to raise number 18, I would suggest you go back and watch every single game of this season because we don't, brother. We, we do not have enough to compete and be a contender. That's what I'm looking towards. I'm not talking about being mediocre. I'm not talking about being a little bit better than 500 dog. We have been struggling to get past 500. We have we have a song on here that we do a uh, uh, 500 mile friend. I came to talk to you again. Like what are you talking about, brother? We don't have enough to be a championship contender. That's my point. That's what I'm trying to get at. And regardless of 
what you saw tonight, I'm talking about the span of a season. Not talking about just tonight, brother. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro and John Costa. Joe Sorrell, Simblades, SimbladesWithaWide.com, and he hosts Lakers Nightcap coming up for you at 11 p.m. tonight, where he will be talking about the NFL Awards, also going into the Super Bowl, and of course, also as well, everything going on with the NBA and Kobe today as well. So go ahead and check that out at 11 p.m. It is the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 114 to 106. Joe, it just seems like the Lakers get off to such bad starts. It just you're always coming back. You're always trying to climb that mountain and for a team like the Lakers that just doesn't play good enough on either end of the ball to justify keep having to come back they always have to play from behind it just doesn't work out for a team that's just not good enough on both ends of the ball as we saw tonight especially against a team like the Denver Nuggets go ahead Joe I got you you, un- you got to unmute. Sorry. Uh, they've been playing like this all year, so this shouldn't be a surprise anymore. They don't play 48 minutes of basketball. It's very, very rare that they do. They just don't have enough. Uh, LeBron, uh, you know, I, I, we, we had talked about Le- the, the – the, I have talked about the veteran player who's going towards the end of his, of, of his career. The mental part is actually where you're, where it gets bad, and, and a lot of a lot of folks forget that. Yes, physical does play a part, but it's the mental part at some point that will finally kind of you kind of succumb to the either you can't deal with the pain anymore, you don't want to deal with the the long flights, you don't want to deal with the pressure. I, I saw it with T Mac. I saw it with Allen, Allen Iverson. A lot of, lot of, lot, lot of it also comes down to the fact that those guys lost a lot of their athleticism and they didn't have the work ethic to extend that, that, that play. LeBron looks mentally exhausted. He looks mentally exhausted, uh, and I'm sure there's a physical part there too. But mentally, it's probably a little bit there too, and. <clears throat> If this organization is smart, <clears throat> whatever that means for this organization, is it, it, they go into this coming year understanding that they're on borrowed time with LeBron James. The season's going to end, unfortunately, in a bad way for the Lakers. They're either going to not make the playoffs. I think they'll make the play-in. But will they make the playoffs? I don't consider the play-in a playoffs anyways. That'll, that'll be, that's debatable. 
But even let's say they do make the playoffs. Will they last after the first round? Probably not. Probably not. Let's say they get lucky. Second round? I don't think so. Not after the second round. So now you got to sit down and you got to go, okay, what is our next steps? Now, I heard some bad things today about how, well, we're going to have three first-round draft picks. Okay. What is that going to do for you? What are you going to use those for? Who are you going to get this summer that we know about that would make a difference? The answer is no one. The answer is no one. And I'll explain that during the end of the season. However, the Lakers need to make a commitment at some point here this summer. And I would highly advise them to tell LeBron, LeBron, we've committed to you for one more year should you take that contract, which he will. LeBron is not taking away $51 million. I don't care what anyone says. And if he does do it, there's some kind of something attached to it somewhere where he can make that money back, which I don't know what it is. You, you know, sometimes these things surprise you, but I don't see him. I don't see him turning down that money. Then you go into next year with him being a, playing his last year as a Laker. And then you deal what you got with, 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 with that. Try to go for one more run if you can. But as soon as next year ends, I'm talking 2025, this team needs to start focusing on Anthony Davis and what they're going to do for the future. Chopper. But that oh. needs to stop. That needs to start now. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you are good. My fault. My fault about that, Joe. Chopper, brother, brother, brother. We all trying to tell you right here in the chat. <laughs> Gary trying to tell you. Uh, uh, Scarlet Blue trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you, brother. We don't got enough from the other guys. Okay, on a night like this, when D'Angelo Russell is out, who he's been stepping up big as a late for us. He's He's been a big time other for us as a play. He's been that third other scorer for us. Christian Wood is, is getting more minutes. He got 19 minutes. You know how many points he scored tonight, brother? Three. <laughs> you want to look at Rui. Rui got 37 minutes tonight. And, and the crazy thing is I'm happy Rui got big time minutes because the thing is, is that Rui, my biggest thing is that he was getting played by Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham will play him a little bit, pull him out, play him a little bit, pull him out. Tonight, he did get those extended minutes. You know how many he you know how many points he had tonight? Two. When oh when oh two from the three-point line and went one of five from the field. Didn't get to the free throw line one time. Didn't even really contribute in other facets. He only had four rebounds. Jackson Hayes had five offensive rebounds by himself. So this is what I'm trying to get at, brother. Like we 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 don't have enough. Maybe your heart as a Lakers fan is still stuck on last year, but I'm just trying to tell you, brother. I've been watching this season. I haven't I have not missed a single Lakers game for the past actually couple of years. And right when, now, let me just say, John, when you were 27 and 26, you know, does does Japapa is just he is focused, laser focused. You got to give him a lot of props, a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. I love it. As a Lakers but common sense tells you at 27 and 26, the role players I'm just are not to, enough. I'm just you can trying fight to all you real. want, but the record speaks for itself. Ultimately, I'm just trying. Does. I'm exactly Gerald. I'm just trying to be real, with my brother, because I just feel like we should, you know, I, I love this platform. It's like a community. It's like a big family community, and I just think that as family, like we should educate each other. And I just think that well, then um, we all have our own opinions. Yeah, and we have to respect those opinions on this show. And I, you know, it, John, you're not going to change his mind. It's we, you know, we call it like we see it. It is there. Twenty-seven, twenty-six. If he feels otherwise, as many of our our fans do. They do. 
But LeBron, you know, he didn't give you what he needed to give you tonight. Nine of 20, not good shooting at all. He hurt you down the stretch with that three. Did not play good defense. Again, coming off of two days rest is kind of disappointing that you get this kind of LeBron performance. Had we gotten a decent LeBron performance, Joe, we could have gotten this game. Your not, only, not only that, but how about just 10 more points from Rui? Yeah. That was a 38 minutes, two points. That <laughs> was a that was a nut punch, and not to be honest with you. That was that that hurt. Because if he had just played a decent just a halfway decent game, this this game probably would have been ours. Um mm. I'm seeing a lot of emotion here from new new faces. New good. new 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 faces. I, I wanna I wanna I want to bring something to your all attention. Sometimes we repeat ourselves here because the community is, is, is growing and we want to make sure that everyone knows where we're coming from. Folks, for those of you who are trying to be optimistic and positive, I, I'm, our assessment isn't based off of just tonight's game. This is a habit. The Lakers have played like this all year. And what I mean by that is they're not a disciplined team. They're not fundamentally sound. They make terrible decisions, not in the fourth quarter at the end of games, but throughout the game. These all catch up to you. The points in the second quarter, the mistakes in the second quarter mean something in late in the fourth. When you have a team like Denver, especially when you've had some form of containment with Jokic, still had a good game, but he was contained to a degree. You have to take advantage of that. And you didn't. You don't. This team needed a 10, 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter to combat whatever Denver was going to do. You guys remember that run uh, the Knicks made in the third quarter? Or it might have been Boston, too. I mean, they all make their runs, but I remember distinctively that they made this. They made a run in the third quarter, and all of a sudden, they're, they're only down four. Well, folks, that's why it's important to have those leads so that that run is neutralized. Now, imagine this. Imagine if Jamal Murray and Porter go 10-0 in a minute and you had a 13-point lead. It's a little bit easier to, yeah, they're coming back. Yeah, they're making a run at the worst time. Yeah, why are they choking, blah, blah, blah. But they're still up at that point if you have a decent lead. You're at home. You were playing well enough to get a large leap, but you were making mistakes, little mistakes, too many little mistakes. You didn't take advantage of Jamal Murray being out. Didn't take full, fully advantage, full advantage of when Jokic was out. You were decent. You were playing even. This is not a team to play even with. You needed to create some distance. This is a habit. This is who the Lakers are. They do not take advantage of this game in and game out. I mean, we were asking for months, Joe, about Rui Hashimura needs more time. Rui Hashimura needs more time. Rui Hashimura needs more time. He got 38 minutes tonight, a golden opportunity with just the, you know, the weight off his back from not being on the trade block anymore and didn't get it done. Folks, points, minus 12. Folks, Rui Hashimura, just like most players who, most fan bases who cheer for their players overrate their own players. Rui is a decent player. He's not going to make a big difference, though. He's not going to be that guy. 
that you saw in the playoffs. Every now and then you'll get that Bruce Brown run or the Rui run. Now, what do those two have in common? What did, what did Rui and Bruce Brown have in common in last year's playoff run? I'll tell you the answer in three seconds. One, two, three. Contract year. Contract year. Contract year. Contract year. It is, it is a thing. Never trust a player who was not viable until his contract year. Those are actually the worst ones to depend on. Now, in the NBA, signing someone to a contract that's probably above what they should get, that's a different story because that's leverage that you have to create. That's what the NBA did with the CBA is you got to pay these guys a certain percentage versus what the owners are making. So part of that salary accumulation is to allow you to use that asset in trades or whatever, and at the same time, the players get paid that particular percentage that the CBA had agreed upon. So you got all this stuff going on. It's all this thinking. Teams can't think about just focusing on basketball anymore. They got to think about leverage. They got to think about how could we get improvement on our team if we need to do a trade? How can we get assets? Things like that, <clears throat> which is fine. It's always been like that. It's just never been this complicated. <clears throat> you sign Rui. <clears throat> excuse me. You sign Rui because you he might play the way he played at the end, but you really sign him in case you need him in a trade. You did that with D'Angelo Russell as well. Austin Reeves, maybe you kind of said, look, we're getting him at a bargain because apparently it, people were overvaluing. You know, again, we were overvaluing. Oh, if he gets $25 million from the Spurs, you better match it. No, you don't match $25 million for Austin Reeves. I'm sorry, folks. You let that guy go. Uh, we, it's, it's, it's just we've got too much emotion in this. There's too much feeling to it. There's, there's loyalty to it, which I can understand. You know, you want to support your, your favorite, your players that on your favorite team, but this team is just not good enough folks. And there's a major deficiency in that head coaching area. I absolutely, it's, it's such, it's a black hole. It really is. It's a black hole. And we cannot expect to fill that black hole when the guy who's supposed to fill it isn't capable of filling it when in, in instances like this, he just can't, he can't seem to uh, direct or maestro his players. Torian, don't go under the screen. You don't hear him say that. Austin, stop sagging off Michael Porter Jr. Who's been slamming you at the three for the last three possessions. You know, a player in a game, especially in the NBA, he's got a lot to worry about. You're talking about the greatest athletes on the planet. There's a lot of things going on in that person's mind at that moment. That's when you need a coach to either teach you how to focus in those moments or guide you while the, plays, while the game is going on in some way. just depends on how your coaching style is. If you look at Tom Thibodeau, he's more vocal. He's more out there. Okay, Phil Jackson used to sit most of the time because he had already prepared everybody. And the second you screwed up, your ass was out of there. There isn't, there isn't, there isn't a cohesiveness on this team from coach to player. And then on top of that, the players are not as talented as Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, 
Aaron Gordon. I'm sorry, folks. Aaron Gordon is a freak. Yeah, he's not the greatest basketball player, but he's a freak. Guy can jump out of a building. Michael Porter is a eight-foot freaking deer. Jamal Murray is a freaking basketball savant. Jokic is going to be the three-time MVP this year. There's a lot of talent here. You can't match it with the talent that Lakers have unless AD and LeBron are playing that kind of ball and everyone else is kind of at least doing their thing, but they, they're not capable of doing their thing. They're not getting coached strike, and they're just not – they're not talented enough to, to cover those, those, those deficiencies. On the I want to go – go ahead, John. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say – on the bright side, um, and maybe this, I don't know if you're going to transition or not, Gerald, but on the bright side, like we, at least we didn't do any moves at the trade well, deadline. What I wanted to ask you about uh, before we go into what's going on with uh, the Kobe statue, as far as your thoughts on that, but wanted to ask your thoughts, no activity at the trade deadline. And the word from Rob Palenka after the Kobe unveiling, statue unveiling, you, is his quote was, you can't buy a house that's not for sale. Loading up, he says, for the offseason, which is something we had anticipated. We talked about it. And it's so funny because I listened to the Lockdown Lakers uh, here earlier today just to see what some of the other shows are saying. And it's funny because in a matter of 20 minutes of their show, they said and they picked bullet points from everything Joe, Stone, Z, and myself said all morning long and then the past month, two months, three months in regards to this team. So I want to hear your thoughts, though. Again, you're going to see all these podcasts and you're all these Lakers podcasts now saying, you know, it's okay that the Lakers didn't make any moves, but whatever, need I digress. We knew it all the time. What I, Whatever. Your mm-hmm. thoughts, though, on Rob Palenka's comments in regards to the inactivity at the NBA trade deadline. We knew it all the time. Maybe, maybe Lakers fast break got to get a job, Lakers front office, because... We knew it all the time. Gerald, you said it. And, and Joe and I would be fired like the next day because we would tell Jeannie off. We'd tell her <laughs> to sell the team. But but you know you're on mute, Gerald. Gerald wouldn't. Gerald would would Gerald is more adaptable. I would I, I would say it in a more politically correct fashion. Gerald, Gerald would say adaptable. it in more of an unpolitically correct Jared fashion. Gerald is Gerald is adaptable. He'd be fine. I might be okay at the beginning, but eventually I'll break. By lunchtime. <laughs> By lunchtime, yeah. I mean, yeah, if Joe could make it to lunchtime, that is a win for us. He would be us. coming back from break. He'd say, bleep this. Sell the team, Genie. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's the answer to everything. If you guys want me to keep it, a, keep it a, you know, 100 with you guys, that's the answer to everything. But we know that's not going to happen. So let's, I guess, move to the next um, realistic option here. And that was, uh, you know – to make a trade or not to make a trade. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think I said it the last, like, two postgame shows. Unless we bring Luka, it doesn't matter. I'm, and, I, and, again, this is coming from the mindset of I'm trying to raise number 18. I'm trying to win a championship. I'm not just trying to be the fourth seed. I'm not just trying to be, yeah, like the fourth seed and then get knocked out first round, second round. I'm trying to contend. And when I look around the league and I look at the contenders, in the West, in the East, shoot, it, it, it hurts my heart to say this, but the Clippers, the Nuggets, let's 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 jump to the East. We got the Bucks. I know Dame's been kind of struggling, but we know we know what they're gonna do. 
76ers. They just added an amazing piece uh, with uh, Buddy Heald with the trade deadline. That was huge. They're they're, they're just going to get better. Um, the Knicks, wow, they've been on a, on a tear. And what I'm talking about when I say contending, because I think people need to take into account that when we say contending, or at least when I say contending, I'm 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 not saying like, oh, this is just as best as we can make the roster. Like, no, contending is this is best we can make as we can make the roster. And how does this stack up against the competition? And we don't stack up against competition. And even if we were to bring Dejounte Murray, who again I think was a great fit, Malcolm Brogdon, um, what is the uh, what, Dorian Finney-Smith, all these guys who fit the mold and fit the role of what we need exactly. Then of the day, guys, Darwin Warm Hands Ham is still there, and as long as he's there, we will not utilize the players in the right way. And um, so Chapapa, that so, it, let's just say this, Chapapa, if a guy shoots six of 16, he wasn't enough tonight. It's all, it's simple arithmetic right there for you. I like that somebody word. shoots six of 16, like Austin Reeves tonight. It's just not enough. If you lose, that's one of the places you have to look. It's just that simple. If you're an actual perception of basketball is correct. You would have to look that and say, that's what needs to be fixed that LeBron, you know, just a lot of other issues tonight. You know, Christian Wood, 19 minutes, three points. Rui, 38 minutes, two, po- uh, two points. Yeah, just, uh, you know, you have to point these things out. But go ahead, finish up, my friend. Yeah, this 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 I'll finish up with then, Joe. I want you to take it off. But um, here's what I'm at with it. I'm glad we at least didn't make, we at least didn't make a trade because like, like I said, if we make the trade, Gerald, you brought up the great point of um, if we make our trade, we don't get that like extra money that you were talking about. And if well, we they didn't. Do, they didn't make a move anyway, so they're still slightly over the cap. So they didn't even do that right. So they didn't even trade. Like they still have time, I believe, to go and wave somebody, maybe to go ahead and get under the tax. But yeah, they haven't done anything. So they're they're still in the repeater tax by the smallest of margins. So they didn't even do that right, John. Yeah. So couldn't couldn't even get that right, but at the end of the day, um, at least we didn't move all these pieces for for nothing. That's that's my biggest thing, you know. I, I was as soon as because I'm I'm in the West Coast, so as soon as 12 p.m. hit, I was like, yes, we still got this team intact. Maybe well, we can you, do something. Well, when you make these moves, you want the team to do substantially better than they're doing now. In the case of a 500 team like the Lakers are or thereabouts, so you want them to make the moves to put them in a much better position. If that's the case, if you make the trades that you want to make, then that's what you, what you ultimately want. And if the Lakers, if they saw that DeJounte Murray was, you have to give up way too much for a guy that's only going to get you so far, then maybe it was a wiser move to not spend those assets right now. Joe, I bring it back to you, my friend. Again, this comes off of our entire coverage of the NBA trade deadline. And when you see what went on or lack thereof by Rob Palenka, in certain cases, it's you could understand why, Joe, because probably the asking price for a lot of these individuals they were going for were just too outrageous or just something the Lakers couldn't afford. But building along the fringes, we saw the Phoenixes, the New Yorks, the other teams that were out there built along the fringes today based off their second you know, round draft picks that were flying all over the place. The Lakers had second round draft picks they could utilize. 
and chose not to do that too. That's what I found most disappointing. If they're going to stay above the repeater tax, you might as well try to at least build along the fringes to get better role players than what you have now. I don't think it would have made a difference, honestly. Uh, the team might have had a few things they could throw out there, but not enough to be significant. There's just not enough talent. There was not enough talent in any way this for anybody this uh, this 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 season. Uh, whether it was Siakam going to Indiana, I mean, do you think Indiana's a title contender now with Siakam? No, no. they got better. Uh, does 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 Buddy Hield make should Embiid come back? Is 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 Buddy Hield going to make that much of a difference in? In uh, in Philly, no. You needed somebody like Alex Caruso, not Buddy Heald. NBA right now is going to have to look at Denver. I just can't pick the Celtics at this point. They just seem like they keep they just keep doing the things that they've been doing the last five years and not making it work. Uh, Denver is the team to beat at this point. That looks like they're sophomore jinx might not be a problem most of the time it is very few teams that that repeat but denver looks like they have a shot at going back to back and if they make it to the finals i don't care who's over there from the east they're gonna get smoked um oklahoma city i thought made a probably had the worst they made the worst decision here this off this this trade deadline they should have used some of their assets to get a player and see if they could go all the way because you don't know if this opening might be the only time you can do this. They're thinking, oh well, Chet Holmgren will have another year next year and another year next year, and things will, you know, they'll start to be a, a competitive team. Then that's a terrible way to look at this. You got to take advantage of it now. The Clippers, in a lot of ways, are kind of like the Celtics of the West. Yeah, they're the first seed now, but will Harden go soft? where it matters because every time he's been there, that's what's happened. Everything, everything we analyze here is based off what we've seen, not because we want it to happen. And then if it involves the Lakers in terms of picking who's what, yeah, there's some bias. You know, I picked the Lakers to beat Denver last year uh, because I wasn't expecting the Lakers to make it to the Western conference finals to play Denver. However, I picked Miami and Denver in the summer that they would be the finals uh, opponents. I just picked Miami to win it all instead of Denver. So we're what, 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 what happened today? Nothing, nothing happened today. This is the worst trade deadline in, in, in my, that I can remember the worst, the worst one. There was nothing of any substance in this one. The Knicks I'd say had the best day, for the simple fact that they were able to make transactions without using any of their first-round picks. That was yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, I agree. That was damn good. Because now, now, if they want to go get somebody at the end of the year, now they really have some ammo. And New York is desperate to be a contender. So watch out for the New York Knicks in the offseason. They could actually end up being second. If Cleveland falters even just a little bit or Milwaukee just doesn't get its act together, they could end up being second. They in need the one more guy. Conference. They need one more guy. Just OG's more out guy. for three weeks at least. Of course. So. That's what happens with OG, right? Um, yep. 
quick question. Vinny, go ahead. Yes. No, quick question for especially especially you guys because again we have said this. I mean, I've, you can look at my face. You can see I'm young, 24 years old. Okay, um, China. I was listening to, I forgot who it was, but it was some podcast talking about the Knicks now, and um, it was he was reminiscing on how this Knicks team kind of reminds him of the Pistons when they had like Chauncey and they had all these really good players, but they never had one one true superstar. Because you know, Joe, when you say that the Knicks still need that one more guy, at times I do. I do agree with it, but I feel like if you look if you look up and down their roster, yes, we know what just happened to, to OG, but if you look up and down the roster, like they might be one of the dip, deepest teams in the league. Do do you guys like see any like resemblance of that of those Detroit Pistons teams when they were just insanely deep with Chauncey running? Like they didn't have no one true star. Chauncey was the head of the team, but they were really deep. Do you guys see any resemblance with that? Go ahead, Joe. No. Okay. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I still like what Oklahoma City did. I mean, Hayward isn't going to be a big deal for them, but he is $31.5 expiring on his contract. So they will build even deeper in the sum. The landscape is changing so much right now. I I can't really get a gauge on where this thing's going to be here in the next few years, except it is showing that there's – this this focus on trying to not have players move teams for some weird reason is Adam Silver's destiny. I don't know why, because movement is what's created the NBA since LeBron did the decision. See, people don't like change. And they don't like it when it's drastic change. And LeBron did something that superstars didn't do when he did it, really. Somebody that's in his prime all of a sudden just leaves like the way he left to go join other stars the way he did. They made it into a wrestling. They they basically, it was like the NWO back in the Attitude Era. Here's Hulk Hogan. LeBron was Hulk Hogan. Bosch and Dwayne Wade were Hall and Nash. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll explain at, at another time. But it was this shock that this guy did what he did so much that all the people who have, who in which it didn't affect anyone other than Cleveland. Cleveland, yes, Cleveland. Cleveland fan, you have every right to hate LeBron and feel betrayed, yes. But what cracked me up is people who had no affiliation with Cleveland Cavalier fandom being all upset. Like, what are you upset about? The NBA is going to, like, this helped the NBA. you got this crew of people that now you're going to want to cheer against or whatever. They made the finals four years in a row. They had some epic games. And LeBron continued it. Then, he set the story up to go back to Cleveland, and he did. That story was crazy. And then he goes to L.A. The King goes to the Purple and Gold. How fitting, right? The greatest franchise in NBA history. Wins a championship with that team. But right now, weirdly enough, Adam Silver's trying to get rid of that. Oh, I want it to be more like how Jordan and Bird and Magic 
and Kobe stayed with their teams and Tim Duncan. That was important at that time, folks. This is a new era. And for the NBA, that movement had some of the highest ratings. Those, those matchups with, with Curry and, and LeBron, those were high ratings at that time. When everyone would say, I don't like LeBron, I'm not going to watch the NBA because it's this, because it's that. No, you're watching. They're not watching now. They're not watching now because you have somewhat ruined the game by not not taking advantage of the two areas that you were dominating in, which was free agency and the trade deadline. And then now now you're killing movement. You're killing the movement in the NBA. Look what happened today. Who moved? Pascal Siakam does not move the needle, folks. Some people can't even say that guy's name. I'm sorry. It's not a big trade to me. It's not. Who? Who else? Who else was traded? That was a big name earlier in the year. Uh, OG is the I mean, other big trade. Who the hell is OG? That's what the general audience is going to say. Well, he was... OJ? When, <laughs> initially, when he came in there, he did give the New York Knicks a boost, and that's when they went on a really good... Win. And, the, and the NBA right now, LeBron and Curry are still name brands. Who is going to carry the NBA? Next, um, like a prediction? Is that what you're asking? Who? Luka. Who is going to be the next star? Is it Jokic? Jokic. Luka. I don't think anybody would like to look at Jokic as a star, even though he is. Embiid, is he a star? Is he transcending? No. What? Is Shea Gilgis Alexander going to be the kind of guy that's transcending? No. I'm going with Luka. Maybe? Maybe Victor? Maybe. Do Americans like French guys? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Ant. Somebody threw a good one. Ant. Ant and Luca. Anthony Edwards. Does he have that? Does he have that general audience grab? No. Not in Minnesota. Personality, John, no. John John Rat, no. <laughs> Somebody said I like French fries. <laughs> AD, even AD doesn't have that, guys, and he doesn't want it. So the NBA is starting to get very, very boring. When it should have been exciting. Uh, we are where we are, man. It is what it is. We're I, we're never going to see anything close, even if you're trying to mimic it. You're, you're not allowed to play defense like Detroit did there, uh, Johnny. I'm sorry. I can't compare anybody to that team because the, the, the Lakers lost to two teams in, in, in the finals that had arguably the greatest defensive rating in the history of the NBA. Not arguably the greatest defensive ratings. They were a juggernaut. It took it took that to defeat Kobe Bryant. Embiid or Giannis, Sam is, is asking. Both guys. Embiid gets hurt too much. True, true. But I, I don't know. I don't know, Joe. I'm not going to lie. I really Giannis think was close after that finals. You can't look at it from your perspective, John. You got to look at it from the noise around you. Who knows who Giannis is? And I'm not even. I, I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying Luca and Ant. Like they Luka, got the potential to take it there. Luca could, but he has to win. He yeah, can't. Gotta give him some he time. can't be playing playing things. Luca is his game is phenomenal. It's the closest thing to LeBron with a jump shot you can see. Yeah. But which is by the way, it's scary, right? But then it's 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 LeBron. It's the perimeter LeBron. And what I mean by that is. LeBron had athleticism that Luca will never have in his, ever in his life. I don't even if he took all the steroids in the world. 
he's never going to have that athleticism. LeBron is a freak athlete. So switch the freakish athlete with the shot, and then they're the same everywhere else. Distribution, yeah. rebounding, uh, leading a team, right? Luca could be that guy, but he doesn't have that. You look at guys like Kobe and Shaq, they embraced LeBron, Curry. They embraced that title of face of the NBA. I don't know who does. I don't know who wants that right now. I That's agree. the question. I no, I I hear. I mean, I I I grew, I grew up watching Kobe, so I, I can understand what you're saying. But so it's how did hard. you feel tonight, though, when you saw the first of three statues being unveiled tonight? Something that should have been done a long time ago. I'm happy it happened on 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 this day. You know, two two eight twenty four day for Kobe. I mean, honestly, I Kobe Bryant is the reason why I even got into like watching basketball. So to me, it just felt like something that was much deserved and a bit emotional, I ain't gonna lie, but you know, that's just that's just where that's just where the, we are the, now. The Kobe, yeah, the Kobe thing is is uncomfortable at this yeah. point. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, it was uncomfortable and you could see it in a lot of faces. Yeah. In that in that ceremony. It was it was Jeannie was uncomfortable. Vanessa was uncomfortable. Sasha was crying. Lamar looked like he was depressed at LeBron's face is how I felt physically. When you look Bob at Bob and Magic were uh uncomfortable just standing Magic there. Was unco- this was a terrible night if you really want to get down to it. It was a terrible day because this is, should have been there. And it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided, and all these things go in your mind. Sasha crying was the one that kind of broke me. That one, that one broke me a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I saw Sasha's face, and I was like, you know, LeBar kind of had it there, and they were holding it together. And then Powell was holding it together. You could see Powell. The thing with Powell is, I, I, I was at his ceremony at Staples, the crypt, uh, and he could barely talk. He was trying his best. And it, today sucked. Today sucked. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. I'll be honest. It sucked, and uh, it's gonna always suck. I, 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 magic. Magic was diagnosed with HIV in 1991, November 7, 1991. I cried like a baby. I was 13 years old. We all thought he was gonna be gone soon. He lived. I ended up meeting him. Shook his hand. He was great. But this 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 tear for Kobe Bryant was different because he is gone, and it was like this. And the fact that children died and mothers and fathers died, you start identifying with all this stuff. And again, children and 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 and, and dads and moms are dying all the time. You know, cancers and wars and all this. But it's it's I, I, we're not connected to those people typically. We're connected to Kobe. We're connected to Vanessa and Sasha and Powell and Lamar and Magic. This is people that were on our TV or in and around our the game when we went there. They, 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 these, they, they felt like they were extended family. That's why it hurts so much. So for those of you who have said, why do you care? You didn't even know the guy. I did know the guy. I did know Kobe. Not personally, but we did know him. It, it was he, he made an impact in our life. He... He entertained us, but he also did other things in and around the community, in and around family. I identified with how he 
was with his kids. I identified with it. He's he would grew up in Europe. He grew up in an Italian environment. He I, that's I grew up with that kind of same environment. So I, I identified with him. He's my age, almost to the day. So I'm here and I'm healthy and I'm enjoying my life. I'm here yapping on some podcast, being angry, even though deep down I'm a really happy guy. I have great days almost every day. And maybe that's the balance. I have such a good life that I have to suffer here on the show after Laker games. But but the beautiful You must pay, Joe. Yeah, that's the that's the balance. And that that just like how the earth works and the solar system, the balance is something real guys you gotta it, 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 this is a this is what keeps me balanced i guess <laughs> except 2020 2020 was i was riding high pretty much all year granted it was a covid year but the covid year didn't actually affect me as much as it affected others because i didn't have to work under any rules i own my own gig and uh people were in their houses and got tired of looking at their crappy yard so i got more calls that year and then, of course, the Lakers and the Dodgers won a championship, and the late Steelers had started eleven and zero until they butchered it at the end. But it's the sports thing is a lot like life in that the track there's tragic situations most of the time. You know, life has that. But then, man, that few those few things every time they show up that are good, like championships. That's that's what makes it worth it all, all the while. And also to add to that Kobe stuff that you're talking about, Joe, for anyone that does like say like, oh, you didn't know him personally. Like, why is that so? Why does it make you so emotional? It's like also the whole like and now people embrace it. But the whole like mom mentality, like that that's really a way of life. Like whether you hoop or not, like you don't even got to really play basketball. Like you can take that mama mentality into anything. My big brother. He never, never played basketball. I've been playing basketball my whole life. So, like, the whole mom mentality thing, like, meant, like, a different thing to me. But to him, it mattered because, like, my brother, my big brother, he's a mechanical engineer. And, like, he he really had to go hard in school. So, it was just, like, that having that mom mentality and just applying it to school. So, it honestly helped people get through life. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. And right that's, that's something – that's great, great example, John. Guys, while I'd be fine, I'd be fine. Okay, at me. But I'm talking about others. Okay, I'm talking about others who live live to watch some of these athletes, actors, performers. It's not some of these actors and the performers. Yeah, you don't want to worship these guys. Don't ever worship that. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't recommend it. But Kobe, guys like Kobe, guys like um, shoot, Christian Bale today. In L.A. County, uh, shoveled 15 uh, homes for siblings who were in foster care to stay together. So he physically, this man's from England, by the way, folks, for those of you who don't know who Christian Bale is, who's an American icon with Batman and all these things, right? He's in L.A., all the way from England, where he's from, and trying to build homes for siblings in foster care not to be separated. Why is that important besides for the obvious? Well, he's just some actor, right? But actors and athletes and prominent businessmen a lot of times are the ones that have the resources to do good things. So when they do good things, 
it's important to support them and and admire them because it does feel good does it's those 15 homes are going to house now siblings that don't have to be separated that's a beautiful thing you're never gonna beat that you're never gonna beat it kobe was an idol but the things he did for the people around him the girls basketball his ex-teammates you have any idea what he did for lo for those of you who didn't know the story i'm going to tell you about what he did for lo lo was on a podcast and he said he owed X amount of money to gamblers. For those of you who don't know this, a lot of times these these athletes are in, they get, they have gam, like gambling's a, it's kind of like a, an unspoken thing in, 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 the, in that world. A lot of them are like degenerate gamblers. LO got in deep with some bad people, bad people. And his last shot was to call Kobe. He calls Kobe. He goes, Kobe, this is what I, this is the situation I'm in. And Kobe cussed him out bad. And then said, All right, I'll take care of this. You won't, and of course, you have to pay it back. Now, when you say he's in it bad, folks, when you're a professional athlete and you have a gambling problem and you have a bookie that you're dealing with, this is why I don't like gambling. What do you think those guys are going to make you do if you can't pay? It's nice that Elo did the smart move. And he was there today, uh, very emotional, uh, as I saw. And on the L- Lamar, man, Lamar had a, he said he had a dream of Kobe. I know their dreams and, it, you know, whatever, but he goes, Kobe comes into his dreams sometimes, and he had this one dream with Kobe, and then he goes, Elo. The after the after life isn't what you think it is. That always gives me goosebumps when I hear that. I couldn't tell if it was depression or a good thing or a bad thing. I can't I can't tell. It sounded not good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it, he he my 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 sadness with Kobe besides besides the family thing. That's number one, the family thing. You look at you look at her. You look at uh, Vanessa, and you look at the girls, and 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 they they don't have their dad, they don't have their protector, right? That's how I think about it. I have girls too. I, I don't tragedy if, if I'm not there to, to 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 protect them, you know. And Tough. We're not gonna. We're not gonna know. We're not gonna know. The sadness in the in the end is also that we're not gonna know what he could have done. It was. It was close. It was getting there. It was getting there. It's like you saw some things developing, and it's like, wow, what is it? We're never gonna see it ever again. And I had said this before. I, I don't. I, I. I was here when Michael Jackson passed away. Prince Whitney Houston. I wasn't here for John Lennon. I wasn't here for uh, the icons, right? The ones that die young become icons sometimes. Guys like James Dean, guy, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know how that worked, but I don't remember the world stopping when someone died that was public like that. I don't. I, I felt like the world stopped. This was before COVID got crazy, guys. So you can't, 
say it was COVID. COVID was like six weeks later, which in and itself was even more depressing at that time. I'm like, if this 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 game was just six weeks later, he would have never been on that helicopter. <sighs> yeah, Scarlet and Blue, I, I didn't feel the same way for River Phoenix, and I, and I don't think a lot of people did either because that was self-inflicted, unfortunately. It's probably why Michael Jackson, uh, Prince, and Whitney Houston wasn't as big either. It's, that's my assumption on that. Kobe was there was there was I, I I can honestly say I think Kobe had more he had more of a of a of a connection to the world than even those three in the end. In the way that I think we want that because Michael Jackson had too much baggage when he died. There was too much stuff that was negative around them. Whitney Houston, the same thing. Prince, not as much. I think he was fine. Um I don't think there was anything bad about what what he was, he never did anything bad. But Kobe was, I, I just think Kobe was different. Kobe was just not, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I felt like the world stopped. Real so, quick. Oh, yeah. sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. No. I've talked enough. Go ahead. No, no, no. There's never, there's never enough of Joe. Keep, keep oh, going. Oh, that's right. I'm oh, sorry, John. Go ahead. Uh, Scarlet and Blue. Yes. Kurt Cobain. Thank you. I, I keep forgetting about Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain might have been the last one I remember people were depressed. Really bad. That, that was the last one in my era. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I want to talk about a comment we got right here. Eduardo said, Eduardo Gutierrez, he said, Kobe was loved like no other athlete, loved by y'all. Man, by, by Lakers fans, I'll go ahead and say yes, but I think we can all agree to this. If you've been watching basketball, especially if you've been watching Lakers, like you knew that like, Kobe was people hated Kobe. People were hating on Kobe. Like now, after the whole situation, like at least that's 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 the least you can do is you know try to right your wrongs. But I've been I was a Kobe fan all throughout my life. I again was like I said, Kobe's the reason I got into basketball. I saw how much people hated Kobe. I saw how much people just would talk about how he was like like. Uh, one of like top three misses. He would talk about you know, the, the all stuff with the the case or whatnot and stuff that's like similar to what we talk about LeBron or the the people that don't care for LeBron talk about him today. Exactly right. Exactly. But but I I would even uh, I don't know. That's that, that, that that's a whole nother debate. I would say that Kobe's might have been worse, but I don't know the, the 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 whole move that LeBron did like that got a lot of people hating him. Like like how Joe was mentioning earlier. Um, sometimes. Cleveland fans had all the right in the world to hate him, but it's like you'll have a freaking dude that just lives in Alaska that just hates LeBron just to hate LeBron. So I don't know about that, but that's that, that's a whole nother discussion. But that's one thing I wanted to add is I'm I'm happy that he gets his flowers now, but I'm I'm saying this as a Kobe fan because I've been giving his flowers long before this situation happened, and I and I just want to say that most people out there and and I'm sure everybody in this chat you know has been showing love too because we all part of Lakers Nation, but and I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up in the Bay Area. So I heard all the hate. Everybody that's loving now heard all the hate. So I don't know if I could say he was he was loved like all um, 
like all of the athletes. Intel Wild, I love that. Easy E, man, that but was a worldwide crazy though, John. Worldwide, the Philippines, Australia, just Europe, so many other places. China did have a love for that Kobe. is true. That was unwavering. That is true. That is true. But I want to ask you guys before we head on out, and I know Joe, you got to set up for your show, Lakers Nightcap, which I will try to be on very quickly after we get off here. It'll be right here. So all your viewers out there just to be able to switch over right here on the same channel, Lakers Nightcap with Joe Sorrell. Before we head on out, uh, Darvin Ham, who's in the chat, uh, and thank you for subscribing, Darvin. Uh, I wa- said that he gives the a- the team an A plus for his competitiveness. And it's uh, basically yes, his uh, a plus for their competitiveness and the way they played against Denver. Darvin Ham, there's no such thing as an A with you involved. The highest you can go is maybe B (laughs) minus. But nice try. (laughs) That's a good one. Stanley Johnson, we got to win tomorrow. And oh, man, we have Darvin Ham and Stanley Johnson. This is just, I, we're, hey, celebrities want to be with us, man. What can we say? What can we say? We got Joe Ingles here uh, past few days, too, as well. So we're truly blessed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 114 to 106. They're still in ninth place, 27 and 26. So, John, tomorrow, it doesn't get a whole lot easier with a team that we're also looking up in the standings at against New Orleans. So, your thoughts, my friend, on that before we head on out. You know what? Let's not turn one loss into two. I, one, of, one of the things I always tell my <laughs> my girlfriend is if you take an L in life or if you take a loss, don't let it roll over and keep taking losses and losses and losses. Come on, man. Let's change the game plan, and we got to get a win. got to get a win because we lost on Kobe's day with Mamba Jersey. No excuses. Like how Darren said, get a win. I agree, my friend. I agree as well. But once again, I do want to thank everyone for taking the time out of the day all day long for being a part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break from the morning when we're talking NBA trade deadline throughout the Kobe, as far as uh, the unveiling of the statue, and then, of course, everything all game long, pregame, during the game, postgame, and now coming up here at Lakers Nightcap. A big shout out to you, John, Joe, obviously, for, for him being here all day long. Want to also give a big shout out to Eli Ehesh. You know, he did a great job. Please go get his book. The description is in the Kobe statue unveiling video right there for his book about the mama mentality. Please go ahead and pick it up if you can. He was terrific on the show earlier today. And we actually, if you, the footage is still there. I have been banned by YouTube for it. So yeah, the footage of Kobe's unveiling is still there. So hopefully you get a chance to see that if you haven't caught it already, but also as well, Z, uh, Henry Hill, and of course, Stone Hansen. Big shout out to Stone Hansen for being not only in the morning, and I know he's living on the East Coast now for NBA trade deadline, but also as well for being a part of our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live coverage as well. He did a sensational job answering all of cool bros questions even though he doesn't deal with pop culture he just watches basketball so it's great to see but john uh, cannot thank you enough for your thoughts today on the game 
I cannot thank you enough for your thoughts as well on the NBA trade deadline or lack thereof for the Lakers. And also as well, of course, the game itself and the Kobe statue unveiling. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, the Lakers still might be able to make one move, maybe, with a possible signing. Spencer Dinwiddie is a player that's out there that the Lakers are rumored to be very interested in. Your thoughts on him or another buyout player you'd like to see signed before we head on out? I'd like that. I mean, if we can get him on the buyout market, a scorer, somebody who can take the pressure off LeBron having to play make. And in the day- theory, because he's there's a reason why he was bought out because he's played pretty badly this year for Brooklyn. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think that I mean, just a couple of years, and it's kind of similar to to, to um, Christian Wood. Like, literally just a couple of years ago, um, Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood were on the Dallas Mavericks and were set to be, like, the guy, like, next to Luka, um, like that second or third star. None, none of the two panned out, and now we got one of the Lakers. Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie will come. Yeah, in theory, he's a scorer. He can go get a bucket, and that's – kind of what we need to take the pressure off LeBron. We leave LeBron as a playmaker. We leave LeBron as, oh, I need to go score. I need to go playmake. Uh, so I'll take – I mean, I'll take him on the buyout market. We just need to score. Again, I'm, I'm not saying – uh, He was talking to Mark Cuban tonight, so it's like it might be the ends there as far as that's concerned. I mean, he is – he did play his best when he was a Dallas Maverick, so – yeah. Now, SD is right. Why would Dinwiddie come to this delusional franchise? I agree. <laughs> Good point. Good point indeed. Killian Hayes, uh, in some people's number one draft pick choice at that time, unfortunately got drafted number seven and now is uh, currently out of the league because he got waived today. But we'll see. Delino Gallinari. Uh, there's other players out there that have been waived or Corey Joseph, but Again, the buyout market seems to be the only place to go for the Lakers, who I still don't understand their player cap management. If they wanted to get under, fully under, so they avoid the repeater tax, why not just make that one small move to just get you under there so you can avoid it? Uh, so maybe they will still be able to. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm going to have to get a cap specialist in here one of these days to go ahead and just uh, – tell everybody what's up with the Lakers just to get everything cleared out. But it is, of course, the Lakers fast break. It is, of course, Joe Soro. We cannot thank you enough. Please join him here in 10 minutes, in 10 minutes on this very channel. He'll be on talking as only he can on Lakers nightcap. But uh, yeah, John, just great to have you here, my friend. I know you've taken time out of your day to be a part of what we do. Uh, you got to be here tomorrow night, my friend. I will. I will try to be here tomorrow night. Yes, I will. We got a big, big game against the Pelicans, so just got to get a win. Got to get. Yeah, a win. but it looks like we're going to have five players out of lineup unless D'Lo magically gets that knee after the tune-up yesterday taken care of because Max Christie did roll his ankle, uh, and you know he wasn't playing great, but he was playing well enough, and it just shows you again. I'll go back to one last thing, you know. JHS. That's that, crazy. That is crazy. This That's is your insane. first round pick, 16th player drafted. And Maxwell Lewis, he even got off the bench zero minutes. But, uh, you know, and then you have Skylar Mays, a guy they got off the scrap heap and he played in the crunch. And of course, Jalen Huchifino is, which tells you exactly 
all you need to know about the confidence this team has in JHS. That's truly, truly disappointing. Uh, Sean, there might be a Joe rant, uh, I think, on the NFL side, so you might be stay tuned for that. But, yes, it is coming up here, Lakers nightcap. But, yeah, JHS looks like a bust right now, I think, uh, at least at this point. You have to say that, Sean. So, uh, yeah, no, honestly, I feel bad for him. Um, it's funny because earlier in the season, I remember when I was talking about confidence is such a big thing in basketball and D'Angelo Russell was, wasn't even allowed to get get his confidence, you know, uh, before he started playing well because Darvin Ham kept just pulling him, pulling him, pulling him. He would get no confidence. Um, I think JHS probably must be feeling like the least confident basketball player on earth right now. He's like, yo, you're putting Skylar Mays in before me? That's crazy. I just feel bad for him. Oh, wow, SD. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Gerald is on mute, but that is all good. Yeah, because I just got Joe on the hotline, on the bat line here, telling me that I have to start the nightcap. Uh-oh. So. I'm going to be starting the nightcap, and I don't even have a drink right now, but he said he will be on. He's got a very important Simblades call he's got to attend to, so I will let him do that. But I, for you out there, will start the nightcap on time at 11 o'clock. But my friend, John, I truly appreciate you being here. Darren, thank you so much for the super chat. Can we wave JHS a little bit too early because he does have that guaranteed contract for what is it three or four years for jhs i believe it's three years okay that's maybe three years too many but oh well, what are you gonna do uh darvin says well, don't worry john we're gonna win tomorrow so yeah hopefully hopefully we better because uh the thing is though with the lakers now at 27 to 26 they are one game in front of utah and won the game in front of the Golden State Warriors, who are surging. Uh, they've won three in a row. Uh, so if they find, if they put it together, they put it together at the back end. They could be uh, somewhat of great concern for the Lakers to get in that spot. And don't forget the Houston Rockets as well. They are not fully out of it, even though they are two and a half uh, games behind uh, the Lakers right now. So. Things right there as far as the standings. The Lakers need to get them back you know, right right in the winning track. Darvin, please get this team back on the winning track. We'll see. But it is, of course, the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 114-106. Any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? No, man. I appreciate you guys. Um... Well, what's coming up on? Oh, Let's man. Okay. Yeah, we gotta... give you the opportunity for that cheap plug. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, we got, I, I got a lot coming up. Uh, I got two channels that if you guys want to check out, um, I got an NBA talk show, which is a drop, a drop two episodes per week called Clutch Talk. That's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You guys go check that out. Um, I'll actually be dropping a video this weekend talking all about the trade deadline. So if you guys want to, you know, not just strictly Lakers content, I can get talk about the entire league as a whole. And then I also have a strictly Lakers channel that's called Lakers Corner. We get into only Lakers talk, talk all things Lakers. But um, as always, appreciate you guys, man. Love, love, love the community we got going on over here, man. Huge. I don't know, man. You were getting into it with Chapapa, and Chapapa, you know what? I appreciate you being here. You may not, you know, we may go back and forth, but you know, I agree. Let's not get you too emotional. If certain people feel or think certain ways, everyone uh, try to respect their opinion. You may disagree. 
Like I know that, you know, when he was comparing Austin to Kobe and things of that nature, but let's not, you know, berate someone for that. Just, you know, say, I, I disagree with you. I just disagree. You know, you know, he thinks that the role players did enough tonight. That's his opinion. You've got to respect that. In my opinion, isn't right. And the numbers kind of back that up. LeBron didn't give it what you needed tonight. So Rodell, he does get part of the blame tonight, but uh, you know, it's just so sad though, John, before we head on out to waste a game like this from AD absolutely dominant performance played Jokic. Well, like you said, forced him in the turnovers, blocked shots in the interior. And it's just so sad. We could not get the win tonight when he plays like that. Yeah. So Z said it earlier. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that AD's performance got overlooked tonight. And Z is dang right. Z is dang right. Z is dang right. Indeed. Again, I was just so funny because again, I was in the shower listening to locked on Lakers. They're got a little, you know, they, they only put out these little sometimes 15, 20 minute podcasts because, you know, they're just like have to throw out their obligatory. And just hearing that, I just, I heard you, I heard Joe, I heard Z, I heard Stone, and I heard me as far as everything we've been saying for days and weeks upon end in that 20-minute synopsis. It was just weird. It was surreal listening to that, and I'm just going myself, you know what? Uh, We call it like it is. We see it like it is. When we're really saying something that gets against the community, it's not what because we want to. It's because that's what we see. We're hoping that we're wrong. We're hoping that the Lakers will prove us wrong. Darvin Ham in the chat. We're hoping Darvin proves us wrong, proves himself to be a great coach, and wins 18 at the end of this season. That's what we're hoping for, too. We're hoping that you guys can all laugh in our face if they win 18 in June. Sorry about that. I, w- I don't mind. If, you, if they win 18 in June, Go how ahead. do I lose? How do I, I Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, okay, yes, I'm right if they don't win. But if I'm wrong, they win 18. So I don't win. I don't lose in this scenario, my friend. I don't lose. So, yes. That's that's well. But we do appreciate you watching. We had over 100 viewers tonight. We had almost 200 on the Kobe statute, you know, as far as that's concerned. And then also, of course, during the game, just truly cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your day. I will be back in just a couple minutes. I'm going to go get me a drink for a nightcap. No, not alcoholic because yeah, I, I, I can't do that. Don't do that anymore. But I will say I will get a drink. And you can have a nightcap with me and Joe Soro. We'll be talking a lot of great things on sports coming up here in just a sec. John, you you stand for a nightcap or you got to go do some clutch talk Lakers corner things? I got to go do some Lakers corner things and I got to go be a dad. My yes. my baby girl was telling me like, daddy, you're not going to sleep in bed with me tonight. So I got to go. Uh, priority. Good. Good man. Indeed. Yes. yes. There you go. Absolutely. A dad, you know, she's a daddy's girl. Yeah. It's got to stay that way. So there you go. Truly appreciate you joining us here, John. Truly appreciate everyone out there taking the time out of their day. I'll be back in two minutes for a nightcap. Right here at the Lakers Basketball Podcast. Thanks, everyone, and be safe.